Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 182 of The Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, I'm talking about all things elbow pain, including why you don't have to play sports to have tennis or golfer's elbow, the role repetitive movement plays, and how massage and building forearm strength can help get you out of pain. Elbow pain is super, super common. And when you think of how frequently and repetitively we use our hands, I know for myself, I spend a majority of my day typing on a computer or tapping away on a device with my elbows bent. But elbow pain as a diagnosis typically has some sport activity tied to it, right? There's golfer's elbow, there's tennis elbow, but you can have golfer's elbow even if you've never touched a golf club and you can have tennis elbow if you're not Serena and you've never stepped onto a tennis court. And like with most things, having a better understanding of the anatomy of what's actually going on is gonna help you decide what the next best step is for you instead of just having to blindly follow what someone else tells you. So if you have elbow pain of any type, let's talk about it. The first thing we need to understand is the anatomy of your forearm. And there's actually two bones in the forearm. They are called the radius and the ulna. The radius is on the thumb side of your forearm and the ulna is the same bone that makes up your elbow. And the muscles that move and articulate your hand and wrist are mostly here in your forearm. So to keep your fingers nimble and to maintain dexterity even as you get stronger, within the hand there are some muscles but for the most part, it's a lot of tendons connected to muscles that are in your forearms. When I was in college, I worked at Baskin Robbins and, uh, oh man, my first night there was dollar scoop. Oh no, it was 31 cent scoop night. So 31 cent scoop night at an ice cream store in a college town. I don't even know how many scoops of ice cream I scooped, but my arm did not work after. (laughs) Like it literally was twitching. It was so dead. So I worked at Baskin Robbins throughout college and I definitely had one forearm larger than the other from scooping because again, the muscles that move your hand and wrist are actually in your forearm. Um, I I like to think that my forearms have gone back to a, a normal, even size, but you know, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't measured it. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) But on the back side of your forearm, uh, I like to think of it as the hairy side. It's the hairy side on my arm. Uh, This is where you have the extensors. And these are the muscles that are holding your hands at attention as you type on the computer. And on the underside, you have the flexors. So if you flex your wrist, so if you try to bring, uh, touch your fingertips to the underside of your forearm, you can feel those muscles tense up. And these are the muscles that assist you with hanging and grabbing. Now, they don't live in a vacuum in a forearm like any tissue throughout the body. Uh, Just like in the lower leg, there's many muscles here that cross two joints. So they're involved with bending at the elbow and at the wrist or the shoulder and the elbow. So what is happening within your elbow is not just happening in your elbow. 
And how something feels has so much to do, maybe even more so, with how it moves. So I want you to take inventory of how you use your hands throughout the day. And I already hinted a little bit how I use mine, right? Scrolling on my phone, typing away on my computer, uh, carrying stuff around, but I don't carry a lot of stuff around because I'm at home all the time, Uh, eating and drinking, right? You're grabbing things and picking it up. There was a time where I had some wrist pain and the switch I made, because again, we're going to talk about movement variety. We talk about this all the time. I started filling up my Brita water pitcher with the other hand. So I had to hold it in neutral while the water, you know, filled up and it gradually got heavier and that fixed the problem. Now, that's not to say all things are that simple. But again, think about how you're using your hands and wrists throughout your day. And if it's the same thing all of the time, how can you make stuff a little bit different? Because even my workouts, there's grabbing and holding and carrying. It doesn't happen every day. Overall, the movements that my upper body do, it's a lot of repetition. Muscular pain is caused by overuse, underuse, misuse, so like a compensation, or typically some sort of injury, whether it's a new injury or an injury you've had for quite some time. And elbow pain is no different. It's often caused by overuse and not just from sports. So tennis elbow, what does that actually mean? Well, at the end of your humerus, that's your upper arm bone, at the end of the bone, there's these two little knobs, one on the inside, one on the outside. And these are called epicondyles. And that's the name for these bony bits at the end of the upper arm bone. The one on the inside is your medial epicondyle. The one on the outside is called the lateral epicondyle. When they are inflamed, it's called epicondylitis. Anytime you see itis at the end of a word, it's the inflammation of that thing. So in the case of the elbow, there's some inflammation where the muscles anchor to the bones at those condyles, and then it becomes epicondylitis. And again, this can happen on the medial side or the lateral side. So if it happens on the outside, this is commonly referred to as tennis elbow. And this usually involves the muscles and tendons that are responsible for extension of the wrist and fingers. So that's trying to pull your fingernails back towards the backside of your arm and wrist. So if you do that and you're like, ooh, yeah, that feels terrible, then that may be what's going on. And if you're like, wait a minute, Alex, if the muscle muscle is messed up, how come I'm feeling it in the bone? Well, we've talked about fascia before, right? There's connective tissue. Your muscles don't just like float around in your body. They are wrapped and enveloped in different types of fibers, but fascia that provides support and structure and connection. And the fascia doesn't end at the muscle and then the tendon begins. The fascia and the tendon are one in the same. The tendon is part of that connective tissue. And that continuity is also what creates strength. And think of it too, like I have a purse that has these handles and I overload the purse. Well, the handles are what's breaking because that connection point. But if the handles were of the bag, they were made of the bag, not connected to the bag, they wouldn't break. And I know that's like a, and not that you're, hold on, you're not breaking. Don't worry, you're not breaking. But hopefully I just want to paint the picture that where that connection happens, where one tissue meets another is a weaker point. So if those tissues can be one and the same, which is the case of muscles, the fascia surrounds the muscle, it becomes the tendon, and that same fascia continues on into anchoring that tendon to the bone. The connections of your tendons to your bones are so, so, so stinking strong. It takes a catastrophic injury to have a complete 
plate rupture. It happens. It's quite a thing. I've seen it happen with athletes before. It's not something we necessarily want, but again, that's more of like a catastrophic type of thing. If I'm just having some pain at my elbow, like your muscles are not going to like pry off away from the bone. Wow, we have really taken, I don't know how we got here, but a side trip into the deepest, darkest things that could happen to your elbow. Okay, but I wanted you to understand how the fascia connects and anchors tendons directly into the bone, which is why there's pain there. So the pain comes from, right, if there is tension happening, if there's an overloading, right, overuse, underuse, misuse, or injury continually happening at that one part, that one spot, and the body does not have ample time to recover before it happens again, that is when we get inflammation. And that inflammation over time that doesn't have a change in movement to fix the underlying problem then becomes an itis, right? And then we get lateral or medial epicondylitis. A big piece of elbow pain is grip strength. And you can listen to next week's episode 183 for more info on grip strength to help you with that. Now that's elbow pain on the outside and a little detour to the worst things that could happen. (laughs) But if we have elbow pain on the inside of the elbow, this is typically referred to as golfer's elbow. So this is pain along the palm side of the forearm on the pinky side. And again, you don't have to play the sport to have pain here. The naming is kind of old fashioned and just stuck around. And like, As a side note, I think that medicine uses basic names like this, thinking that they're easier to understand than the actual anatomical description, right? Because if I say to you, oh, you just have medial epicondylitis, you're going to be like, I don't know what that means. But I feel like this really underestimates the expectation and also like the knowledge, And I ran into this when I taught yoga, because if you've ever taken a yoga class, there's a lot of, uh, you know, the names for most of the movements are in Sanskrit. And I wanted to bring in anatomical terms for what we were doing. So instead of just raise your arms, I want to say flex your shoulders into Adho Mukha Svanasana. It's just downward facing dog. But I got pushback for not using Sanskrit terms as much. And a lot of, uh, well, you know, people don't understand what the anatomical terms are. But as a new yoga student, you don't know the difference between Sanskrit or anatomy until you're taught it through repetition. And I really feel like that's the entire point of this podcast is through repetition to teach you enough anatomy to understand what's happening in your body so that you can make better choices and you can have better conversations with your healthcare providers. And I'm mentioning this too, because I want to encourage anyone else out there who's in a position to teach others about their body to do it, to teach them, instead of just perpetuating these overly simplistic descriptions of tennis elbows and golfer's elbows. And then you're like, but I don't play tennis. Why does this hurt? The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. 
And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. So the bigger question for all of us, right, is I have this pain. What do I do? So treatment typically includes steroids, bracing, or nerve stimulation, all of which address the inflammation, but not the underlying movement issue that's contributing to it in the first place. So if you go this route, and you may have done it already, you're like, yeah, stuff starts to feel better. But the minute I up my intensity and go back to what I was doing at the intensity I was doing it before, maybe the pain comes back. Physical therapy is another treatment option, which is fantastic. But because of how insurance bills, typically they're only able to focus on right where it hurts without the ability to look at other potential causes like what your neck is doing or your posture and how it plays a role or core strength and how that plays a role. And because of that same, we just talked about the connection of fascia of the forearm muscles into the elbow, but connective tissue connects everything. And so it is all connected and it does all play a part. And lastly, treatment options for most severe cases can include surgery, which of course leaves you with all the risk of surgery plus a very long recovery and scar tissue. So yes, it may fix the structural issue that is going on, but now you have all these additional things that you then have to work with on top of that. So what does the research say about treatment options? Well, a recent study, we're talking 2022, coming out of Germany, found that manual therapy alone was as effective as a combination of nerve stimulation and bracing for use with epicondylitis. So manual therapy can be used as a standalone option um, when you have pain here. And what I love about this is manual therapy is not just what you get from your physical therapist. Manual therapy is also what you are able to do for yourself with therapy balls. It's the same. And similarly, when you are doing it yourself with therapy balls or some other type of implement at home, you can do it more consistently and build up the change by having that consistent input. A 2011 study coming out of the Indian Journal of Physiotherapy and Occupational Therapy found that massage with ultrasonic therapy was more beneficial in treating pain and increasing functional activity, like the things you do in your normal daily life, and also could be a safe alternative to treating patients with epicondylitis. So I love that research is also finding that yes, manual therapy is effective. We don't just have to wait and see and see what happens after a period of rest, that there are active things we can do that are gonna help to make change. So what can you do for yourself right now if you have elbow pain? First of all, strengthen your wrists and your forearms. And I'm gonna go way more in depth into strengthening your wrist and forearms and grip strength next week in episode 183. So make sure you come back to get more on that. I'm also gonna link to some forearm massage videos for you from YouTube. I have some stretches and a rollout that are gonna be very, very, very helpful. And also variety, right? Move your elbows in all of the ways and not just the one way. And it can be simple changes. Like I talked about filling up my Brita filter with the opposite hand. Maybe it's carrying your groceries in the other hand or holding your dog's leash in the other hand or your kid's hand in the other hand, right? Just find what are the things that I'm doing the same way every single time and what can I change? 
Because some things like typing, like I'm not going to start typing with my feet. <laughs> like, gross. No, not going to happen. So I can't create variety there. So I have to create variety and movement elsewhere. And that's where your creative body detective thinking comes into play. When you're doing your strength training, mix up your grip, right? Change how you're holding the weights. And honestly, the key to moving better and staying out of pain for your entire body is variety and moving in novel ways instead of doing the same thing over and over again. Another easy way to improve strength for your upper body without having to need any equipment is hanging. I'll also link to a video on hanging in the description. You can get it at aewellness.com slash podcast. And yeah, you can hang up from pull-up bars, but you can also hang from doorways, which I really like because again, you don't need any equipment to do it. This is awesome if overhead positions irritate your neck or shoulders at all. And you can start to build up the strength, the integrated strength of your whole arm, not just in your forearm, not just in your hand, but fingertips all the way up into your neck. Basically, again, just think of using your hands and arms for more than just carrying your groceries and your phone and typing on your computer. And as always, if you need a little help, that's exactly what I'm here for. We can build you out a full body mobility program that's customized to you and your goals and get you out of elbow pain with a mobility assessment. So I would love to hear from you your biggest takeaway from today's episode. What was that one thing that made you go, oh, wow, (laughs) I do that all the time. So take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, send me a DM. You can find me on Instagram at Hala for Mala. You can find me on TikTok at AE Wellness. You can also leave a voicemail and ask your question there on the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. And before I go, don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, and all things podcast related, including everything I talked about today, live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. If you want to leave your aha or your favorite thing from today in a review on your favorite podcast platform, that would be cool too. So thanks for that. Definitely make sure that you are subscribed and feel free to share today's episode with somebody who needs to hear this, who may be struggling with elbow pain and is getting kind of frustrated and is not quite ready to throw in the towel, but is looking for something else. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, using your hands for all kinds of things and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.